Let me ask you a question. What does it take to unlock potential, to discover what's truly possible in business, to create a new normal? It takes one thing, a leader who raises the bar, who sets bigger goals and higher standards for your business, your team, and most importantly, yourself. I'm your host, Katherine Binkley. I've scaled businesses for over 17 years, and I've helped my clients make millions of dollars without sacrificing their freedom by building and leading high-performing teams. Together, we're going to explore what it takes to elevate your leadership, your team, and your business. This is The Elevate Effect. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Sarah Marie Arnold. She's a number storyteller and personality profiler who removes the mystery from numbers and changes how her clients communicate to build a complete story that hits their dream clients at the most personal level. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi, Catherine. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I was so excited when I heard about your business and what you do. I love taking personality profiles and tests and assessments of all kinds to, to increase my awareness of myself. And I thought it was just fascinating to use it with this whole concept of ideal clients and growing your business. I'd love to hear more about you and how you actually got into this to start with before we dive into how that even works. Sure. So I'm an army wife and a mom to three boys. Um, I live on top of a mountain here in Colorado. And I got started in politics when I was nine years old. And that's kind of the start of my personality profiling. Um, I've always been interested in how people work. And that's a lot of what I did in politics is figure out how people work and how to communicate well with them. So I've been doing that for the last 21 years. And then I got involved in data analysis about 2012 when I started doing election predictions. I have an average 96% accuracy in predicting election results. So wow. my, my data analysis skills are, are fairly good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I realized when I started my business, which was focused around data analysis, that I needed something else. And that's where the personality profiling came in. And so I use that in combination with data analysis to help people understand and speak to their dream clients like it's their best friend. That's amazing. I have talked before about how you need to know your dream clients as well as your best friends. So I absolutely love hearing that. And I think that this takes it to just a deeper level. So I want to hear more about how that works and how you work with your clients. And I think there's a lot of directions we can go with this topic. But I guess tell us first, like where to even get started So what I generally do is I have one of those profiles, you know, where we talk about what do they eat for breakfast? Where do they like to shop? What kind of decisions do they like to make? What lights them up? Those kinds of questions. And then from there, once we have kind of a picture of inside of their mind, I have my clients take a personality test, um, a Myers-Briggs test as their dream client answering it, their questions for their dream clients. So then we can determine what their personality type is. Mm. So that's kind of how my process works. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I know through, you've got an incredible ebook out there 
that I purchased and is just amazing. And so we'll drop the link to that in the show notes. But I know that from reviewing that, it helps us figure out not just the personalities of our ideal clients, but which ones are the best fits for us based on our personalities as well. Right. I talk about that in the book where um, it helps you know who is best to work with you and who is not. Um, I don't go into why as much because we talk about that when I work with people. Mm-hmm. But um, we do talk, I do talk in there about what uh, personality types match best with others. Um, and I think that's important because we have to work with people that we're compatible with in order to do what we do well. So someone that we're not as good at working with can make work difficult. Mm-hmm. And you want to try and make it easy. Gotcha. Have you seen any experiences, good or bad, where people have either been matched well or not that you could share? Any stories? Yeah. So um, I've definitely worked with, in the past myself, some extroverts that I've not been good matches with because I'm very much an introvert. Um, and so I've found that sometimes it is draining to work with those types of clients Um, just like it's draining in social situations for an introvert. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be careful and know your personality type well. I know as a J, because I'm an INTJ, that I work best with other Js who are structured and have order in what they do versus someone who's a P, like my husband, who just kind of goes by the seat of their pants. And that doesn't work as well with me. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have those matches and know your personality type well enough to know what matches with others. I believe the foundation of personality typing is starts with you. And so you need to know yourself and your personality type well before you can know your dream client's personality type and bring that into the picture. That makes so much sense. Are there any big mistakes that you think people may make related to all of this? You know, I think the biggest mistake is just not understanding yourself well. You have to know yourself well before you can do anything else. Mm. And I think the biggest mistake is just not understanding yourself well. So my recommendation to clients first is to know who they are very well, to understand their personality type as well as they can, to read whatever they can on that personality type Mm -hmm. so that they understand themselves and how they operate best before they do anything else. Yeah, that's so good. You know, that's helped me in so many areas and... It was just, again, fascinating when I started to think about how this could apply here in the business world and not only with dream clients, but which offers are the best offers to create. Um, Different people may want to create a group program or not, or prefer one-on-one work or prefer behind the scenes work, just self-study and courses. And um, it's, it's just incredible to think about all the applications, but you're right. It all starts with that awareness of who you are. Right. Exactly. So good. So good. Okay. So if someone is listening and they're like, okay, I don't know myself well from the personality profile standpoint, what practical steps might you give them to just start dipping their toes in the water to learn more? So there's two resources I'd recommend. Obviously my own book um, I would recommend because we go into that in there. But I'd also recommend 16personalities.com, which is the most thorough website that I know of. I have no affiliation with them. I just like them. Yeah. And they have really good stuff on how to 
understand how you work, how you do relationships, how you are, what your best and worst qualities are. All of that is there. And so that really helps you understand a big picture of your personality type. And then as business owners, another resource I would highly recommend is Britt Colo's Marketing Personalities, mm-hmm. where she talks about what works best in marketing for you based on your personality type. And again, I'm not affiliated with her in any way. I just love what she does. Yeah. Okay. So we'll drop those resources. I'm familiar with 16personalities.com. I love it and I use it and I have several team members. And before I hire now, I actually require that they take the Myers-Briggs and tell me their personality type. And nice. Yeah. It's like, I, it's, it's funny because I, I made that connection and took that step from a team perspective, but hadn't taken it to the point of clients before speaking to you. So um, it's just funny how many layers there are and how, how much you can apply this to. Okay. So someone, let's say they hop in, they take the test and first of all, how accurate do you think the results are? I mean, I know for me, they felt really spot on. Maybe there are a couple of statements here or there where I'm like, uh, maybe sometimes like when I'm at my best or when I'm at my worst, but by and large, they felt spot on to me. Do you find that to be true often? I do. The problem with online tests is they're, they're only as good as the test makers are. And that's why I recommend 16 personalities because I know that their, their test is fairly solid. Um, the one area I feel they're weak is on the J and P preference, which is judging and perceiving. And that has to do with how you order your time externally. For the most part, they're pretty solid. If you want to go really deep, you could go to the Myers-Briggs Foundation and do the actual battery from there. And then I have my own quiz that I wrote just for my clients um, and use based on the battery and on my research from all of the different resources that I've pulled from. It's probably the most comprehensive one that I've found. Not Mm -hmm. trying to toot my own horn, but... (laughs) Hey, (laughs) if you created it and it's that incredible, why not? Yeah, share it with Um, the world. It's, it's important to find one that works well. And that's why I think 16 personalities is good as a free resource. Yeah. Um, But there are some other paid resources that are good. And that would be, uh, like I said, the Myers-Briggs Foundation and my own quiz, um, which I'm working on putting together in a way so that others can take it without having to work with me one-on-one. Gotcha. If someone isn't as familiar with Myers-Briggs, Obviously, you can research this for years and continue to understand personality types, but would you mind giving a quick overview of just the the different um, letters, like the introverted versus extroverted, for example, and kind of touch on each pair? Sure. So the preferences are introverted and extroverted, intuitive and sensing thinking and feeling and judging and perceiving the intuitive or the introvert and extrovert pair deals with how you operate in the external world, whether you are introverted, where you draw on energy from yourself or whether you're extroverted and draw on energy from people. So it has to do with where you draw your energy from, not whether you're shy or whether you're outgoing or Mm -hmm. any of that. It's just specifically where you draw your energy from. And then the intuitive and sensing pair has to do with how you process information. The intuitive is future-minded, and they tend to think based on theories versus the sensing type who is present-minded and worries on 
based or thinks based on facts and data. Um, the thinking and feeling pair has to do with how you interpret information. And so it has to do with whether you interpret information based on ideas, which is the thinking type, or whether you think of them based on people, which is the feeling type. Mm-hmm. And then um, the judging and perceiving pair, as I already mentioned, has to do with how you do external ordering. And so you're either a judging type who is structured and has kind of a schedule or you're the perceiving type and you are more of a go by the seat of your pants type. Amazing. Okay. So hopefully that'll help everyone get an overview of what the options are there, but then the combination results in 16 different types depending on, right. And so that's, hence 16 personalities.com, the 16 different types. So there are 16 options that someone may, you know, test out as, or I guess just, it's not really, they are that way. They don't have to test that way. That's the test just identifies that. Do you mind taking, helping me take a, a look at my own personality type as one example for everyone? Yeah, sure. So the, you're the ISTJ, if I remember right. Is that That's right? right. Yeah. So the ISTJ is kind of an engineering type. Um, they're very data-focused and very analytically-minded. They tend to be more introverted than some of the other introverted types. And one of the things that ISTJs do really well is they focus on the details of what they're working on and are able to apply those details to a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. So much sense. Do you feel that there are, and I'm totally putting you on the spot here because I'm asking you to just like go from memory on this stuff. I did not give you any preparation, but do you feel like there are any areas that I really should look out for as an ISTJ? So the biggest thing you want to look out for is making sure that you include people in your thinking process. Um, A lot of ISTJs are high T's and they tend to be more worried about um, seeking truth and ideas first Mm -hmm. and people are secondary to that. And so that would be my biggest um, caution to you is to make sure that you're thinking about people when you're making decisions as well as ideas and truth. Yeah, that's been something that I've really had to be careful and cautious with because um, I can come across as someone who's very insensitive, even though Mm -hmm. that doesn't like, it never even crosses my mind that I'm being insensitive. Like I'm just stating facts. Right. Right. Um, So I, I definitely appreciate you bringing that up because I found that to be true. Um, so at, if you're listening, there are so many applications to knowing your Myers-Briggs, as we said, with ideal clients, um, with the kinds of offers, with even the type of business that might be the right fit for you or whether you are cut out for this entrepreneur world or not. I imagine that there are some types that are better suited to that. Do you have any thoughts on that, Sarah? Yes. I tend to think that J's are better for entrepreneurs because they're self-driven and self-motivated. And I also think introverts tend to be better entrepreneurs because Mm -hmm. they can work by themselves rather than having to be out and see people. I see a lot of extroverts in the entrepreneurial world and they talk about how lonely it is for them. Mm. And so I, I feel like introverts tend to be better suited towards the entrepreneurial world because it is so much of working by yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So um, those would be probably the two areas I would look at based on where you work best. Yeah. You know, I really love that too. For me personally, it helps me reframe things because oftentimes I guess I have this belief and it's just a belief, but because I'm introverted, I do have this belief that, oh, well, people are going to be attracted to other people because they're extroverted and they're showing all of this personality and they're, I mean, not that I don't have personality, but I kind of I do keep it to myself and I'm not as, as engaged in social settings, if you will. I prefer right. to retreat. And so it's interesting to, to look at the pros of being an introvert and how that can be helpful. It's a good reframe for me because um, there are some benefits. Yes. And that's actually something I work with a lot of introverted moms in particular. That's kind of who I target in my own marketing and my, as my own dream client. And I found that there's a lot of misconceptions about introverts. And so one of the things I try to do, especially on my Instagram is kind of talk about how being an introvert is actually a superpower because I feel like it's so misunderstood. It's everyone thinks it's about being shy and about being um, socially awkward. And that's just totally not what introverted actually means. Right. And so I feel like it's really important to look at that. And like you said, reframe it. Um, because introverts have the, the superpower of being able to function really well as an, as an entrepreneur because they are by themselves so much and they get their energy from being alone. Um, they work really well on social media because you can control how much social interaction you have there versus in a public setting where you may not be able to control that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, they work really well because then they don't have to be, um, outgoing at a job where you have to interact with other people. Mm -hmm. So it's really quite the superpower, I think, as an entrepreneur to be an introvert. Yeah, that's so good. So good. And you mentioned that you talk about that on your Instagram. Do you mind sharing your handle so people can find you? Sure. It's Blue Stocking Data. Okay. And we'll drop that in the show notes as well. All right. Is there anything else that you feel like we should dive into I think the only thing that I was thinking about that we haven't covered yet is that it's really important to um, focus on how your personality and your dream client's personality play together. Mm. So for me, my dream client is an ISFJ um, and I'm an INTJ. So we look at the parts that are similar, the I and the J, so we know we match well there. And then Mm -hmm. the opposite parts, um, I can help a sensing type fill the big picture role because an intuitive is someone who looks at the big picture of everything and kind of sees all of the dots and can connect them. So I'm able to help them take the data that they have and turn that into something that's bigger and more meaningful. Mm -hmm. And then um, as a thinker, I can help bring out the ideas and truth side of the feeler type who is more focused on people. So for me, it's about making sure that I know my strengths and how my strengths can best help my ideal client. Amazing. Okay. I have really enjoyed chatting about this and I enjoyed learning about this in general. I hope that if, if those of you who are listening have enjoyed this, that you'll go check out um, her Instagram and website and ebook and all the things to dive in even more. Um, before we wrap up, Sarah, will you share a little bit about 
what lights you up about doing this work and having this business? I like to talk about that a lot. And there's certainly some applications here um, with personality and how that even relates to doing what lights you up. So maybe on either front, you could, you could comment for us. Absolutely. For me, it's understanding people. I love knowing who a person is. Um, I got my love of personality profiling actually from listening to true crime and profiling serial killers and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So for me, it's just about understanding the human mind and knowing how it interacts with other people. And that is what really lights me up about what I do. It makes me really passionate about what I do. And then I think on the other hand, um, it can help light you up to know who your dream client is and how to speak to them well. So once you know your dream client and they have a living, breathing personality, you can talk to them like a person rather than a two-dimensional avatar. And I think that's really important. Yeah, for sure. I think that there's so many applications to apply this within marketing. And I know we've touched on a few things here, but now that really makes me think even within the messaging and not just what your dream clients do, but why they do what they do and appealing to that piece. So exactly, exactly. And one of the things that I do in my book is I have a list of words that are characteristics of each of the, of the client or of of the personality types. Mm -hmm. And those are words you can use in your copy. So when you're talking Mm -hmm. about an ISFJ, for example, meticulous and methodical are two of the words that come to mind for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can use words like that in your copy that are attractive to them that will then draw them into speaking to you more. So good. Oh my goodness. Okay. If you want to learn more about how to do this, how to use this in your own marketing, how to attract those ideal clients, then you've got to connect with Sarah. Go check out the links in the show notes and, um, for sure, get the ebook and then talk to her about working more. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. I could talk about this for so long. It's so fun. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Talk soon. All right. If you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, subscribe and leave a five-star review. And if you send me a screenshot of that review, I'll give you free access to my CEO scorecard. This is the same tool I use with my multiple six and seven-figure clients to help them up-level their role as CEO and achieve massive results. This resource is typically available exclusively to clients in my coaching program, The Elevate Effect. If you're ready to learn how to elevate your leadership, your team, and your business, head over to katherinebinkley.com forward slash The Elevate Effect and join us to reach your next level of success.